Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way. Love is what Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, along with my ever-growing daughter, who has an ever-growing mindset, and also co-host, Lauren Simonian. Welcoming you to another session of self-coaching where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. My ever-growing... I hope you don't take that in the wrong way, Lauren. <laughs> no, I feel like a growing mind is a good thing, right? No, I meant it in a good way. Before yeah. we begin, um, you, you may wonder why I sound like I have uh, frogs in my throat. Um, just an observation. We, we were at a, uh, well, a one-year-old birthday party, and I caught a bug from one of the sniffling youngins that was toddling around. And... <laughs> And it's like, it's amazing to me that, I mean, I had a head, I've had head colds in the past, but this is like, I guess after two years of isolation, you know, we don't have the immune system we once had. So we get these little bugs. This is like the first wallop, you know, head cold I've had in years. Mm. So it's lingering. You can hear it in my voice. I'm feeling much, 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 much better. But I think we're all just going to have to re reconstitute our immune system as we start to emerge out of COVID. Yes, for sure. I applaud you for pushing through. Well, that's okay. But I, I applaud you for being an endless growing daughter. Thank you. So, Lauren, you, you introduced this, this topic to me. And like most topics uh, you, you introduce, I, I kind of... Uh, have to do a little research to find out what it's all about. But I find this uh, growth mindset to be a very intriguing uh, topic. So you're, you're taking over the topic today, and I'm going to be res responding to you. So uh, you know, just any way you'd like to begin, uh, tell us about growth mindset. What the heck <laughs> is a growth mindset? What do I have? Do I have a, what's a, a non-growth mindset? Well, you're going to well, tell us. Yeah, the opposite of a growth mindset is a fixed mindset, which I actually think you are one person who really does have a growth mindset. And a growth mindset is sort of where we want to get our, we want to be able to get ourselves to a place where we can function in life with a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll explain more why in a second. You always, but, you always give me such compliments on these podcasts. I mean, you just kind of saying that right you, that no i think it's true because you're always constantly looking for new ways to reach your potential and there aren't <laughs> very many people who would pick up a podcasting career after all all the other things you have going on in your life so yeah you're constantly looking for new hobbies and new ways to fulfill your yeah, potential did, and your desires did you flip out when i told you what i did at 3 30 this morning the middle uh, of the night i judged you slightly but I guess that's not fair since it's everyone has their own passions. Well, okay. I got up at 3.30 to watch my telescope do a meridian flip, which mm -hmm. will not interest anyone. So I won't go into the details <laughs> of what that is. 
but uh, it, it was it was quite an evening. Let me put it that way. I, it might interest someone. I thought it was kind of cool. The telescope yeah. literally flips itself upside down, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it would break if it did that. It would just. Fall I thought you said it did a one eighty well, flip. Well, yeah, it does. The <laughs> but it, it, it almost sounded like you were saying it just flips into the ground. Yeah, what happens oh. is that when when everything stars and everything in the east rises up towards the, the zenith, the top, and then once it passes the meridian, that's the line that divides the east from the west, and and then those things that started to rise, 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 begin to fall, fall, fall. So a telescope needs to be able to readjust itself in order to go from the rising sky at night to the falling sky at night, and that's where it changes its one hundred and eighty degree orientation. So I have this program that does it automatically, and, and it's such a treat. You get up at 3.30 in the morning, and you sit there in 10, 9, 8, and then all of a sudden, the telescope bzzz, starts doing a 180. Oh, but it's it's eerie. You know, it's very quiet and calm at night, and uh, it's such such a treat. Lauren. Come on. Would you mm. join me the next time? Just get some coffee going. And... I would maybe do it one time just to... You would experience really? the 180 flip. <laughs> I don't. I think you. I think you're just saying that. No, I, I think I would. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I. I am fascinated by those things. It's just maybe not to the level that you are. I guess there's there's probably about like six other people in the world that would appreciate a meridian flip as much as I do, but so, <laughs> so be it. <laughs> well, so, that's part of your growth mindset, so we will applaud that. Okay. Although so I know mom thinks you're crazy, but that's okay. But we're not talking meridian flips today. We are talking no. growth mindset. So growth mindset. Tell me yeah. a little bit. Tell me a little bit. Well, do you know if I were to tell you there's three things that make up a mindset, would you be able to tell me what they are? Ooh. No, I'd be guessing. Yeah, I guess. Um I would say perception. Okay. I would say um, emotions. Uh huh. And I would say meridian flips. Ah, you got two out of three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions, when we really distill it down, those three things kind of compile together to create our mindset, the way we see the world our perception of ourselves and others. And most people actually have what's called a fixed mindset. And a fixed mindset is a type of mindset where we kind of believe in our own limitations, even though they're not necessarily true. It's the type of mindset where we think that we have certain talents and those are the only things we're good at and we can't necessarily get good at other things. So let me interrupt. Um, So so emotional, uh, our limitations, uh, that certainly can be fictional. Uh, Is it because we don't challenge those limitations? What what defines us in our mind that that we say, well, I can't go beyond that or or that's that's my limit? Mm. Um, I believe it, it, it's the way it's your, the way your mindset is programmed to see oh, oh, okay. to see yourself like you actually believe it, that you yeah, we're programmed I say we program our mind to believe that I got it correct okay. sorry to interrupt that's okay yeah so someone who has a fixed mindset doesn't like to be challenged so they feel very uncomfortable when something is difficult because there is this fear of failure and once you fail, you believe that you're not good at something. And so it sort of subconsciously deters us from trying again. Mm, so it reinforces 
the fixed mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So having a fixed mindset as like it really does sort of hold you back from reaching your your full potential because you feel as though if you fail, you're not good at something, which is very rarely the case. Uh, it just means you haven't tried enough or you haven't tried an, enough avenues to reach success. Is it a kind of a wimpy, wimpy attitude as opposed to a courageous attitude? The, the wimpy attitude just want to be safe, right? Yeah, I think so. I think there is a lot of vulnerability in a growth mindset because you have to allow yourself to feel comfortable with failure. And actually some people that have really substantial growth mindsets and really practice it, they actually get motivated by failure. Like someone like Thomas Edison, for instance, like he just, you know, it took him what, 10,000 tries to make the light bulb. And each time he refused to use the word failure. Because yeah. he knew that every mistake brought him closer. To oh, his oh, excuse success. me. We're just getting a call from Erin, our fact checker, and mm. she's she's just calling in. Wait, what's that, Erin? Oh, Lord, Lauren, she wants me to tell you that Thomas Edison did not invent the light bulb. The he filaments. Invented... Oh, okay, thanks, Erin. Tell Erin, yeah, she, she's got it. Okay. <laughs> the filaments. So, yeah, Sorry about okay. that. So this fear of fear of failure thing, um, I guess. I guess that's, you know, that that's really quite motivating for someone to not want to take risks. And it has a, probably a lot to do with insecurities as well. Yes. So. And it's all subconscious, too. It's not like we're actively understanding this. It's just it, it's happening sort of in the background of our mind that we we have these beliefs. Mm -hmm. And, it, it, you know, if someone's not reaching their full potential, they might want to actually check in with what are the thoughts that are happening in my mind? Because if you can actually bring awareness to what's happening, you might realize that you're holding yourself back. And yeah. I know nowadays, since this concept has been introduced by Carol Dweck, who was the uh, scientist who actually brought attention to it. She was a professor. Um, it's something that even like employers will say, they look for people with growth mindsets. They're not actually looking for people that are perfect. And I know a lot of these new entrepreneurial spaces like Facebook and Twitter, like, you know, the ones that are sort of like growing really quickly, they actually are looking for people that are willing to make a lot of mistakes. They hmm. do not want perfection because perfection, like that type of person's mindset holds back the whole company. So they, I think, wow. um, hmm. Justin, my brother had told me, I think it was Facebook. I, I don't want to, well, you'll have to check with Aaron on this one, but there's some company where their motto is break, move quickly and break things. <laughs> Basically, like, just go out there and do what you can do and learn from it and keep on creating and see what comes of it. And don't don't get held back by, like, the minutia of yeah, what yeah. went wrong. Especially if you're kind of compulsive and you're trying compulsive, compulsively to kind of be safe, uh, you're going to be overly cautious, right? You're going, to, you're going to really just try so hard not to fail, not to break things. And, and I think that really does get in the way. You're right, because... If we're trying to protect ourselves from failure, from falling, from breaking things, we're going to really limit ourselves. And, and you say it's it's less than conscious. I would say it's it's reflexive, like a, a habituated pattern of thinking. You know, we become indoctrinated. But you're, you're totally correct to say that we need to become more conscious of that which is reflexive. We need to become conscious of the thoughts. Otherwise, those thoughts own us. And we go on with this overly cautious, nail-biting life of ours, 
Why? Because it's become our habit, as you say, our fixed mindset. And it's mired in insecurity, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And and unfortunately, I think culturally it's reinforced too. Yeah, so. Well, I I even think, you know, in, in schools today, it's like, and not even today, I think always uh, you kind of label kids as like, okay, these are the smart kids that get to go to the smart extracurricular classes. And these kids go for these special pullout classes. And then in their mind, if they believe that they're not good at a certain subject or whatever it might be, like, it's very, you're rewarded for successes and sort of shamed for failures in certain ways. Mm. Um, Yeah. And it's such a tragic, uh, I'd say it's a tragedy in that there are so many talents that we possess and some of them are not, you know, um, able to be quantified or, you know, and it's, I don't know, it just seems so unfair. It's like, I'm really good at meridian flips. But but that's, (laughs) that's not something that can be measured. And when I was in grade school, I'm sure when everyone else was going to the smart room, uh, if they had a meridian flip room, I'd be at the head of the class. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, for sure. So Yeah, so, and it's also dangerous the other way, too. You know, when you label someone as really smart. I know I actually have a friend who graduated from Harvard and she's went to Stanford Business School and she's brilliant. And she tells me all the time that she actually has a fixed mindset and it's really hard for her to crack through it because her whole life she's been told she's smart. And so to take a risk and do something that's challenging and risk failing and risk losing her identity as the smart one is terrifying to her. So she likes to stay in her comfort zone and do the things that um, make her feel as though she can maintain that identity. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess we become identified with just, uh, you know, that reflexiveness of a fixed mindset that it's it's got it's got to contain much more than just perception just our identification with who we are and i think you were hinting at that that this is this is what we expect of ourselves you know we expect to not be creative or to not you know venture into unfamiliar territory so we expect ourselves to be kind of limited don't we mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah, we do. You now, um, you, you excuse me, but you you paid me the compliment, but you're the one that that really should be complimented because uh, you are anything but a fixed mindset. I mean, you're you're even beyond, you know, a growth mindset. You're you're at uh, you know this this crazy level of experimenting and trying and doing new things, and it's almost fearless. And I remember when, when you used to play uh, basketball, you weren't the best basketball player in the world, but you were the most ferocious. <laughs> I mean, you, you became uh, excellent at basketball because of your attitude. Mm. Uh, and it was, it was, you know what I'm getting at? It's like, sometimes it's not so much even the talent. It's just the ability yes, the to will. trust, you know, to trust risking yourself and, and, and yeah. really opening yourself up to doing more. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. I remember also remember, uh, my senior basketball dinner when I was awarded like player of the I forget what the title was called, but it was just so shocking because like you said, I was not anywhere near the best basketball player, but I I didn't mean that in a bad sense. No, no, no. But I, you know, I, I, I definitely held my own, but I certainly wasn't the star. Uh, So to have won that award, it was just a testament to, I think the way people view those who have that spirit of of yeah. not giving up really is what it is. Yeah. And this was, this was before, you know, the participation trophies, this was, this was really a legitimate 
uh, trophy or whatever reward you got yeah, for yeah, for that ferociousness of yours. I mean, I'm not talking, you aren't this aggressive demon or anything. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. But. <laughs> well, not, not to digress, but my favorite story about my basketball quote unquote career was uh, I, I used to tell my friends that I was the MVP, the most valuable player at Seton Hall basketball camp, which I was always so proud of growing up that I won this like wonderful award. And uh, we would we would kind of joke about it at that point because my friends would be like, oh, the MVP is here. And then one year, a friend of mine came to Thanksgiving dinner at our house and she must have made some joke about the MVP because it just became this like running joke. And mom, <laughs> mom was like, what? I don't think you were the MVP. And she goes down to the basement where exactly, she knew exactly where the award was and brings it up. And I was not the MVP. I was the MIP, the most improved player. (laughs) (laughs) So to this day, it's still this like funny joke. Oh, well. But but it is, it is uh, what we're talking about. I mean, your, your creative attitude, your, your gross mindset, uh, it 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 served you in ways where where maybe you didn't have A B C kind of talents. It, it brought you into a different dimension of talent where you were able to excel by just sheer energy and enthusiasm. So so whatever our actual limitations are in life, uh, we have to be really careful with allowing actual limitations to define us because we're talking about mindset right now. But I think that if you had an actual limiting, uh, you know, kind of uh, factor in your life, a physical uh, ailment or illness, uh, that that could limit you if your mindset was consistent with that. Oh, I can't because I have asthma or I'm not allowed to run and play with the kids. So I, I think it's important that we, we look at the fact that uh, it's not the facts of our lives that brings us to our knees. It's the interpretation of those facts. And as you're telling us today, the mindset that we get mired into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think in some ways being the most improved player in any arena is actually, (laughs) that would be like the growth mindset award. Really. It's, it's your willingness to keep trying even when things are difficult. Do you know what my, my, my most valued trophy was when I grew up, I must've been about, this was maybe up until around 10 years old. I'm not sure. I had never won a trophy before. And, and I had that, that negative mindset, you know, talking about a fixed mindset that unless I got a trophy, and this is kind of what I was saying to myself, that I wasn't, I wasn't okay. I really, I really was a loser, and maybe not even a loser, but, you know, just I wasn't where I wanted to be. So anyway, there was a fishing contest, and it was low tide. Everyone had given up. I left my pole there, and it was at the Hudson River. And I came back after lunch and there was, no one had caught a fish. I reeled it and there was a, a small eel on the bottom yeah. that I caught. So, so I got a fishing trophy for an eel that I never even snagged that I just dragged in from the water. But I tell you, I was so proud of it. <laughs> Were you trophy. proud? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I made a little shelf for it. And, Aww. but it, it might've been the beginning where I felt that, uh, that you know, I didn't have to concede that that good things could happen. So sometimes it's, you know, it's really good to just get a, a lift from something in life where you can just kind of break through some of that reflexiveness that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it helps you have a new perspective yeah. for sure. 
yeah. And that's the thing I think with growth mindset is once you become aware that you actually have a choice in the way that you program mm. your mind and create your own destiny, it's kind of like, well, why wouldn't you, you know, do it? And, and I do think that you have to make a conscious choice to shift your mindset. I don't think that it happens naturally because like you said, the natural instinct is to be protective of ourselves and stay in the safety zone. So we have to actually like understand what we're doing and why, um, and understand the benefits of it. I love, I love what you're saying about choice. I am a firm believer in that. And I think, you know, whenever reflexes, uh, especially psychological mental reflexes, like a fixed mindset, whenever that comes into play, we, we are typically passive. You know, we, we just kind of sit in the back seat and allow these thoughts to ruin and rule our lives. And by being passive to that, you know, we are really just not driving our own, our own car anymore. So in order to get behind that steering wheel, uh, it takes an active mind to really recognize that you are passive. Is that kind of a contraindication? You need an active mind to realize you're passive. And then you need to jump out of that backseat, get behind the steering wheel. And as you say, recognize that you have a choice to be different. But yeah. you, you have to realize that if you're in the backseat, you'll never realize. It. Yep. Yeah, so true. Yeah, bringing awareness to it. And I think uh, a lot of times, I mean, I believe that the thoughts are the most powerful indicator, but sometimes it's hard for us to hear all the thoughts in our mind because a lot of them are subconscious. So one way to sort of circumvent the thoughts is to notice your feelings. So if you are feeling really frustrated or ready to give up or overwhelmed, even in those moments, checking in with your thoughts. So th that could be like your um, bridge almost, because when you're feeling those sensations that are constrictive and restrictive, it's typically a sign that your mindset is not set to a growth mindset. It's, it's kind of holding you back. And those sensations come from that feeling of being restricted because mm you're not allowing yourself uh, yeah. to look at the challenge as an opportunity. And so someone with a growth mindset, that tip, that really does kind of define <laughs> growth mindset. I know we haven't really defined it yet, but someone with a growth mindset looks at challenges as opportunities. They feel as though that when they receive feedback from others, even if it's negative feedback, they actually appreciate it. They feel as though this is something that can help them learn and grow. They don't feel like shutting down from that. They feel as though they understand that their effort and their attitude is a huge part of their success and making mistakes helps them learn and grow. And they love to try new things because they know that that, even if, even if the things that they're trying, you know, are difficult in some ways, they're going to fuel other parts of their life. So the more they know, the more they can try, uh, the more they can sort of grow as a well-rounded mm -hmm. you know I, I i i keep picking up on when you say uh making mistakes i guess i guess it's you know if, if you try not to make mistakes you, you know you're just you're just paralyzed in life because if you you had said earlier about i forget how, how you said it but something about you have to almost embrace your mistakes and the person that that realizes that a mistake is, you know, 
like take a setback. Well, a setback doesn't have to set you back. It, it can be a learning experience where it catapults you forward. And oftentimes we learn so much more from our mistakes than our successes. But the person that's afraid to make a mistake, you know, they're tiptoeing through the, the eggshells of life. And, and you can almost get a sense and a feeling if you're tiptoeing through the, the eggshells of life, your life is going to be very strained, very confined, uh, very boring. Not like this podcast. This podcast <laughs> whoa, is it anything but boring? Anything but. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And I think that if we look to any... I mean, I say famous people because we kind of know their history, but really anyone that you admire in your life that has succeeded at anything, uh, you will find that they have had to figure out how to cultivate a growth mindset. Like you cannot figure out how to be truly successful in this world. And, and by successful, I also mean happy because people with a growth mindset have been able to find ways to reach their desires. So whether that's monetarily or in some other capacity, I think that true happiness and true mm -hmm. success comes to those who honor their desires, which comes along with taking risks and so, following their heart. Okay. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and if I'm, let's say I have a, a fixed mindset. So I pick up the papers and I'm looking for a job. Now, obviously I'm looking for a job where I'm not going to be challenged, where I don't have to make a, you know, a lot of mistakes. So I'm looking at the bean counting jobs. And here's a job, say, over in uh, Hoboken that wanted um, man to count beans. And I say <laughs> to myself, you know, that's, that's not a bad idea. You know, you know what's, yeah, maybe I might forget the count at one point, but I guess I'll, I'll give it a shot. So it's almost like, you know, we try to find ways to support our, our fixed mindset. We try to, yes. we, we try to orchestrate our lives in, in ways that, that kind of reinforce it. And, and like anything in life, if we're reinforcing it, it becomes a more habituated problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you going to get into the brain aspect of all of this? You know, how, how it affects yeah, us? Yeah, I am. I just wanted to mention one other thing too, that sort of sets a growth mindset and a fixed mindset apart. Mm -hmm. And that is, this idea that someone with a fixed mindset feels really threatened by the success of others. Like oh. they somehow believe that if someone else has accomplished something or if someone else has achieved something that there's not enough left for them to have that too. Um, there's some sort of belief that they're not good enough or as good as this other that's, person. That's really interesting. I like that. Yeah. So, so it kind of steals their thunder in a certain way. You know, if, uh, if so-and-so, uh, runs the mile in uh, four minutes and 10 seconds and you ran it in four minutes and 12 seconds. It's like, it's like, um, you know, they've, they've stolen my thunder. Yeah. Somehow it like diminishes your own self-worth when, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the opposite, like a, someone with a growth mindset, um, they actually are inspired by the success of others. There is no real jealousy or envy that exists there wow. because they know, like they, they truly understand that if someone else can achieve this thing, then they're capable of it too. That it's just a matter of programming your mind and having enough effort and will to get to that point. So somebody else sort of paved the path for you. And they also understand that they can learn from this person's journey. So mm -hmm. they, they hold other people's success 
at high esteem, like they actually celebrate the success of others, which again, creates more happiness so, in their life as well. So if you are a small minded person who, who just hates the fact that other people are doing good things, you really need to challenge that, don't you? Because basically what you're, you're really describing or telling yourself is that, you know, you're in competition with the world to be okay. And you can't be okay if someone, uh, you know, out, out does what you do. So it's, it's so limiting in that, you know, you, you can never find true solace because there'll always be somebody that could do it better than you can, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah, not you. That's what it feels like. Maybe not you. <laughs> well, and, and that's the other thing too. It doesn't, better is not always what you're searching for as much as someone with a growth mindset understands that like they have a unique way of doing just about everything on this planet. So like to you, for instance, to speak to your growth mindset, you've written a, a book series on uh, a self-help book series, which mm -hmm. has helped so many people. But if you had had a fixed mindset, you would have said to yourself, well, other people have already done this and they've already, not to say they use the same concepts, but there's so many self-help books out there. And so people with a fixed mindset would feel threatened by that, that other people have already accomplished it. So, you know, who am I to yeah, do this? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I can understand that because basically when, when you decide that the creative thing that you might be doing is really not because of you wanting to express your creativity, but it's because you want to kind of compete with others and win a prize or something. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to look at the motive and, and the growth mindset is is looking at the challenge intrinsically, I guess, more so than extrinsically. You know, what does this fulfill in me? Now, let me interrupt our discussion. Lauren, <laughs> you know how much I love you, right? Yep. And well, you want to tell us what just happened? <laughs> I just needed a quick cyber break. Um, yeah, well, I got a, an alert on my computer that said your battery is dangerously low, and I decided to take a risk and ignore it so that <laughs> so I could keep talking. That was a creative <laughs> mindset, right there. So you yeah. took the risk. You said, "Ah, oh, the hell with it." Yeah, yeah but what's man, the worst let, that could happen? Let me ask you a fatherly question. Sure. Why weren't you physically plugged in instead of running on battery? Well, this computer is always charged, and I just feel as though it should have right, right. maintained its power, but okay. I guess so we're anyhow, sucking the life out of it so today. We, we had like a five-minute lapse. I'll, I'll stitch it together. People won't even know you were gone, <laughs> but now they do know because I just- Because you had I to call me out. How did you? Well, I'm not chewing gum or eating pretzels today, yeah, so, so <laughs> you had to find something to make fun of me for. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> making fun of you. It's endearing. Hmm. But it's like the bean counter. You know, you lost one of those beans, kid. What can I tell you? <laughs> so, yep, yep. Okay, so um, let's see. Well, let's forget where we left off because we have no idea because all of a sudden the Zoom screen went blank. <laughs> black. It was a very jarring experience. And I was actually. talking to myself and uh, I was going to say, okay. <laughs> so I didn't have to say that. All right, so we are recording again. We're talking about all this. And I, the one thing that I'm curious about is because I know you were going to get to it is, is yes. how, how all this mindset is translated into the physicality of our brains. Can we do that soon? Let's sure. Just, I'm getting very impatient. 
Yes. And well, you sure you have enough battery now? I, I am juiced up. I'm all plugged in. So we yeah, could go on all enough, day here. You're hydrated. You, you've had enough. Uh, yeah, I do have pretzels here for later, just in case. No, go right, go uh, so right I'll in. be okay. Go right in. But oh, no, no. Is- I'm good for now. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the good news about the fact that many people do have a fixed mindset is that we can, we can train our brains. It's within our control. And I know you always speak to the concept of neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so training our brain and you're talking literally, literally, that we actually change our brain's anatomy. Correct. Yeah. Because our brains are made up of billions of neurons, which are like tiny little cells that are able to communicate with one another. And so anytime we learn something new, two neurons connect and make like a little pathway. Um, So I always think about, you know, the first time I learned how to add two plus two, like when I was a little kid, I imagine that that first time I learned that it was actually difficult for me to connect that pathway because it was new information. And the only reason I think back to that is because now as an adult, there's no thinking that has to happen when I hear that equation, right? Like the pathway has been used so many times that it's now like a trench or like a highway, like you call it. So, uh, so yeah, with everything in life, the more you do something, Mm-hmm. the stronger the pathway gets and the less difficult it is. And in some, t- in some ways it becomes habitual if you do it enough. When we say, you know, mindset, it, it sounds abstract, you know, but, but it really is a physical kind of aspect. You know, these, these patterns and reflexes, they really are the pathways in our brain, as you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And the thing is, I think when we're young, we often are reinforced, like a fixed mindset is typically reinforced, which is why those pathways get sort of set up at a young age. Nowadays, there's all this research about, you don't want to tell a kid like, wow, you're so smart. You want to, you, because by saying that you're reinforcing a fixed mindset concept, instead Uh you want to say things like, wow, I love the way you worked really hard on that. And like, I can't believe that, you know, I know this was difficult and you persevered, like, that's amazing. So you want to be very specific with your praise so that you try and start creating pathways that allow children to want to take risks. How would you apply that to yourself? If you wanted to give you, let's say you want to be your own parent and encourage you would you do the same kind of thing if, let's say, rather than focusing on, you know, the, the brilliance that you are, what would you focus on? Um, you would focus on, I think, being really, well, first of all, being really gentle with yourself when you, when you do try something new, mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy right away. And so people with fixed mindsets, they often, you know, want to see success immediately. And if they don't, they assume they've failed. The shift has to happen where we're proud of ourselves for trying something new, regardless of the outcome, because we know that these neural pathways have to be reinstated in our mind. So for me, I'm thinking of an example. Just last week, I did a commencement speech for a school in Japan, and they actually chose growth mindset as the topic that they wanted me to speak about. And I shared with the students that this was such a great opportunity for me because I had to apply my own growth mindset to be able to feel confident enough to take this challenge because it was something that at first sounded like, whoa, me? Why would you want me? It was like a humbling 
yeah. opportunity for me because it was new and because I didn't quite know if I. So sometimes you it. vacillate between fixed mindset. Oh, and yeah. Growth. And it's like a, a kind of a battle that goes on, I guess. Yeah. And I think that for me, I guess I've trained myself pretty well to know that anything that feels difficult or scary are the things I want to do. <laughs> so mm. anytime I feel something, I, I actually like that sensation of, of feeling frustrated or feeling like something is difficult because that's where mm. I know I can grow and I don't rely on the outcome. So even if I totally messed up that speech, I would not have walked away from it thinking like, oh, that's not for me. I'm not good at that. Mm. I would have walked away saying, you know, I'm so proud of myself for, for putting myself out of my comfort zone, trying something new. And next time I have all these things I learned that I can try again. And so I think being able to, that's why I say, be gentle with yourself. It's like, it's not so much about the outcome right away with, with a growth mindset. So of course there's a, there's a goal in the future of wanting to be successful at whatever it is you're undertaking. It's just that you don't need instant gratification and you don't, you don't count yourself out when something goes wrong. You know, I've got to interrupt. I, my favorite story of all time, you talk about instant gratification. I hope you don't mind a, a little bit of a digression. I think you'll see it. It'll be worth it. Yeah. There was this monastery and the rule of the monastery was you were only allowed to speak two words every 10 years. Oh, and no. <laughs> so the new novice monk comes in and he meets with the master of the, of the abbey. And the Abbey says, you know, you're only allowed two words. What? And he says, come back in 10 years and tell me what your two words are. So 10 years pass, the, the monk comes in. Well, what are your two words? And the monk says, food stinks. <laughs> so he says, all right, go ahead. I'll see you in 10 years. So now 20 years pass, he comes back. And, and the monk says, well, what are your two words now after 20 years? He goes, bed hard. And the, the, the big monk doesn't respond. He says, all right, see you in 30 years. 30 years go by, he comes back and the monk says, now the old monk's getting older. And he says, all right, what are, what are your two words now? And he goes, I quit. And <laughs> the old monk says, well, it doesn't surprise me. All you've done is complain for 30 years. I forget what you said. That brought that up. <laughs> you oh, were using impatient. that to describe instant gratification. Instant gratification. Yeah. There you mm -hmm. go. 30 years later. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any dangers of a growth mindset, like if you ever get trapped in, you know, well, I guess arrogance could be a danger if you if you over can you over exaggerate your talents or capacity to the point where you can put yourself in jeopardy. I wonder. I mean, certainly, I would think so. I and feel like people with growth mindsets, though, are often really humble. They yeah, yeah. they just believe they have a deep belief in themselves. Yeah, I guess I'm talking about someone who who doesn't have the talent, the resources, the skills, who will throw themselves into something, you know, as if they do, and and you know, really jeopardize everything else and whatever they're doing because they they're just they're they're really not prepared to be doing what they're doing. Right, but do you think those people are in it for the long haul? Like, I think those are the people that have more of a fixed mindset and burn out quickly when they don't yeah. get what they want. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I would I would guess there are people that have this grandiose view of themselves where they just feel they're going to just jump into this position that's so far above their head 
and they'll just make a million dollars just because they're lovely people, you know? Oh, <laughs> that, I see what you're saying. Yeah, kind yeah. of like a narcissistic, yeah, you know, they're going to like me and, and they're going to give me the keys to the uh, whatever. And, but, you know, I think, Got I it. think there has to be a realistic appraisal of who and what we are. True. And there is a concept too, that I know some people abide by people who practice growth mindset, which is say yes to new opportunity and figure out how to do it later. Um, and I know, I think that can be dangerous, like you were just saying, but I know it also is a way to, um, create this like real form of motivation within your mind. It's like, you're telling yourself, you believe in your power to accomplish this thing you just signed up for. And like, you will find a way. Um, and so it's, it propels you forward. You will find a way. I, I yeah. can't agree with you more. Um, Unfortunately, uh, you know, um, by the way, can, can you tell me what time it is? Mm, it, it is, is self coaching pep talk time. Growth mindset. Okay. Be honest. Do you really want to turn your life around? If so, then stop indulging in a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is like having a bicycle with 10 gears. Unfortunately, you're only using the first gear. You're afraid to experiment with the nine other gears. Why? Because you're just not sure you want to take the risk of failure. So if you're clinging to that first bicycle gear, your experience will be limited to pedaling along on level, easy roads. Roads that are safe and manageable, but boring and limited. Whereas your friends with a growth mindset are saying, wow, let's see what these other gears can do as they abandon the level road for different gears. Try climbing the steepest hills while accelerating at a breakneck pace. You're not a 10 speed bike, but if you suffer from a fixed mindset, you're limiting your ride through life. Sure, it takes a bit of courage to experiment with life's gears, but since we only live once, why not take the risk? Why go on holding yourself back with a fixed mindset? Starting today, try some of those other gears. Yes, you can. Yay! See, I anticipated where we're going to a little bit of research. Yeah, you did good. I like the bike metaphor. Thank you so much. Very nice. So? So we're we're about ready to wrap it up. Are you going to let your battery expire once more? No, I'm plugged in. I'm very safe now. Okay. You didn't eat. You, you, well, you did let your battery go out. So that was a, that was a yeah, faux pas. That was my thing. I'm trying to, I wish I could remember. I made up a song that I sang to my kids at school last year. Mm -hmm. And it was called The Power of Yet. And I'm trying to remember the lyrics because it was really cute. Um, but the power of yet is a phrase that people use to, to teach a growth mindset because it's the, the, when you put the word yet at the end of a sentence, like I can't do this yet, it changes the fix to a growth. That is very good. You know, that's a great way to end this podcast um, mm. because basically put that yet at the end, whatever, whatever frustration we face. And that thought in your mind with can't do it yet. I love that. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So you did good today. And uh, you put up with my gravelly voice. Yeah, you're and very froggy. So you, and you want anything else before we pack up our tent? No, um, I think I'm about 
that's about it. Okay. It's a little depressing, but <laughs> and visit our website, selfcoaching.net, where you can learn more about our self-coaching philosophy. And while you're there, check out our growth mindsets. They're all over the place. <laughs> they're on every page of the website. <laughs> and if they're not there, they'll get to be there yet. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle is not an option. By definition, victims are powerless, and you're not powerless. And remember, everything's hard until you make it simple. So join my Meridian flipped out daughter, Lauren, and me every week. And let's make Believe it simple together. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart. This is your way. Life is what you make of it. Believe in yourself. Reach out for your